Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. such thing as a bad day if it includes a nacho party i'm saying no happy late birthday to me welcome in nuana's now espn radio as well as swx montana television maybe you're watching or listening on the new espn montana app no matter how you're tuning in thanks so much for being here i'm colter nuana's coming to you through the northwest motorsport studio my birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. I was gone last week and out earlier this week, so we just had my birthday party here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. A uh, An age-old tradition, I guess a five-year-old tradition now that I've been here for five birthdays, but we had a little nacho bar, so always good to uh, get the nachos in and uh, hang out with the coworkers. It's actually funny because we have, I don't know, about a dozen people that work here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, and uh, because we got four different stations, the trail, 
103.3, the U1045, Jack FM 105.9, and here ESPN Radio 102.9. We are all very busy, and we also we meet for about, oh, 30 minutes every week, and that's about it. And then it's kind of ships in the night. I, I hang out with my guys, Andrew Hout and Jeff Safford, quite a bit more uh, just because we're all working on ESPN. But um, it's good to see everybody, and so thanks for the, uh, the great birthday acknowledgement. Ton to get to today. Big Wednesday show for you. We're going to get things kicked off with some NFL draft talk, and we're going to hear from one of the young men from the Big Sky Conference who got drafted. We had five guys with Big Sky ties, including three guys who played in the Big Sky last fall, two from Montana State who got drafted. One of those guys, Daniel Hardy, will join us here in just about five minutes. We'll go through all the different players that did get NFL opportunities, whether it was through the draft or all the Big Sky players, excuse me, Big Sky and prominent FCS players that did get opportunities uh, in the NFL from uh, a couple weekends ago. We also have our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor, highlighting some of the best individual performances from high school track and field. Don't look now, but we're closing in on it three weekends away from the uh, state meets across the state of Montana, the AA and C meet here in Missoula. So that'll be very fun. About 445? You know we got it for you. Wing of Wednesday. We got a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. And we'll give you an update on Grizz Lacrosse. Our good friend Jess Safford will swing in, give us a little uh, some deets on the games from yesterday. Grizz Lacrosse won again, 13-9 over Cal State San Marcos. Jeff will give us some of the ins and outs of how they did it. And uh, here we are, Grizz Lacrosse, final four of the MCLA National Championship Tournament. So congratulations to Tucker Sargent and his team a great run by the Grizz. Hour number two, the final championship weekend of the Big Sky Conference season. Big Sky Conference softball underway. The Grizz, five to four victors over Portland State earlier today. What is the validity of the regular season? There is some validity to it, but I guess more importantly, is the tournament the most wide open of any of the sports in the Big Sky Conference when it comes to softball? I say yes. Andrew Houghton will give us his thoughts on it as well. And we'll also talk some Big Sky Conference track and field because the outdoor championships are in Pocatello, Idaho uh, this upcoming weekend. And about 5.30, a couple old buddies of mine, a couple guys that have frequented this show, I shouldn't say frequented, annually appeared on the show. Josh Jones and Jayton Simpson, a couple great guys in this community. They give back so much with all their volunteer work, their work as coaches in the youth uh, sphere, their work at the City Life Center. These guys are just two of the best guys I know. They're so cool to just be around, and they just they, they do it right, man. They, they do it for all the right reasons. They give back to Missoula in such a great way. And uh, the Garden City Shootout is back. They had to take a couple years off because of the COVID, but the Garden City Shootout three-on-three tournament is back. So Josh Jones, Jayton Simpson, they'll be in studio to rap a little bit about that and other things as well. They're both big sports guys, so I'm sure we'll touch on uh, everything in between as well. And, of course, then we'll have some thoughts on the NBA playoffs, too. Last night, a couple blowouts. The playoffs have been great in the NBA until last night. Last night, no contest. Miami just ran roughshod over Philadelphia, and uh, it was a close game at uh, halftime between Phoenix and Dallas, and the Suns ran away with it as well. So a couple, shall we say, commanding 3-2 leads in those series. And uh, the other side of the coin, we got a couple more games coming up tonight in the NBA playoffs as well. So there you go. That's our show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any questions you might have for real estate in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call 
today. You want to stream the show? You want to listen to the show somewhere besides traditional radio, traditional television? You can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. You can also always watch us on YouTube or, better yet, the ESPN Montana app. And if you want to be a part of the show, you want to win some wings here in about 40 minutes, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, we are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find that inventory online at nwmsrocks.com. No time for analysis because we got to get to this interview. But here's the quick and dirty of the NFL draft when it comes to the Big Sky Conference and the FCS. Tory Anderson, first player off the board from the FCS. Or excuse me, first player off the board from the Big Sky. Actually, the third player off the board in the FCS. Two, count them, two offensive linemen went in the first round. Trevor Fenning from Northern Iowa went number 19 to the Saints. Cole Strange from Chattanooga went number 29 to the Patriots. Anderson made it to pick number 58, but he gets swooped up by the Atlanta Falcons. Deron Bland, who played for four years at Sac State and then grad transferred to Fresno State, he went in the fifth round, uh, number 167 overall to the Cowboys. Braxton Jones, a guy that Andrew Houghton did a little uh, interviews on and had some good Twitter content on in terms of quotes about Braxton Jones out of Southern Utah, the big offensive tackle. He also went in the fifth round, number 158 to the Chicago Bears. Samari Torre, former Grizz wide receiver who then spent his final season at Nebraska, he went number 258 to the Green Bay Packers. Other uh, prominent signees, we'll just touch on the Montana ones. We'll get to the rest of the Big Sky a little later because we are uh, pressing time because I did talk to Daniel Hardy for a good amount of time. But Lance McCutcheon, Trey Webb, Lewis Kidd, all of the Montana State Bobcats, they got shots, and Dylan Cook of Montana out of Butte. The offensive tackle he's had to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an undrafted free agent. Daniel Hardy, though, was the fifth player from the Big Sky Conference drafted. He went number 235 overall to the Los Angeles Rams. He's a dude that has a special place uh, in my heart because I think that he has uh, an unbelievable story. Uh, I lost my father as a young man, and Daniel did as well. And the way you can harness tragedy into accomplishment, into drive, and into goal setting, and then goal achieving is a wonderful thing. And, and the way that he used football to sort of replace family, or I guess prop up family and accentuate family, it's a tremendous story. And he tells the story, not necessarily of the tragedy he experienced as a young man, but how football really did sort of save him and, and how it did rewrite the path of his future. And now here he is, a guy that was not really recruited out of high school, went to a junior college, College of the Siskiyous down in Weed, California, comes to Montana State as a raw bone kid, backs up Troy Anderson for two years, and then boom, moves the defensive end. The pandemic did wonders for him. He put on the weight. He put on the size. He kept grinding. He kept working. And boom, first-team All-American, 15-and-a-half sacks, 24-and-a-half tackles for loss on a national championship team. And what do you know? He gets his name called by the defending Super Bowl champions. My conversation with Daniel Hardy from earlier today. Well, one of my favorite pastimes this time of year is watching the NFL draft, particularly the final day of the NFL draft, because it's a day when you get to see a lot of guys go off the board. And a lot of times you know some of those guys, or at least you've watched them play a lot of football and this time around, incredibly fun because in the seventh round, a very pleasant surprise. Daniel Hardy 
from Montana State goes to the Los Angeles Rams midway through the seventh round. And uh, what a moment for him and his family. And he joins us now here on the Montana State Minutes. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Montana State Minute. We do this a couple times a week here at Nuana's now. Touching base with some current and former Montana State athletes and news and things like that. Daniel, thanks for being with us, man. What a thrill it's probably been for you and your family the last couple weeks. Congratulations and thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm always happy to uh, get on with you and, and chop it up. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about the moment. Uh, first of all, where were you when you were watching the draft, and, and what was the setup like uh, just on that Saturday as you're hoping to hear your name called? Uh, I was uh, back home, uh, Portland, Oregon. Had, you know, lots of family and friends. Um, and, you know, it was just, you know, really special just in the same room where, you know, I grew up watching, you know, watching the Super Bowl and things like that and, you know, just seeing kind of the full circle uh, come around and, you know, just see dreams come true. It was pretty special. I mean, the process is crazy, right? Because when you're in the mix to get drafted, there's usually probably about 200 guys on that last day that are getting calls and it's, you know, I might go here, I might go there. Or your agent's telling you, hey, if this team doesn't draft you, we might have a free agent deal here. So I'm sure your phone was just absolutely blowing up, just going off the hook. But uh, just take us through that whole process and sort of the, the options and all of that. And then when the phone finally rang, probably a, a crazy moment. Yes, sir. It was, um, you know, lots of free agent uh, uh, recruiting calls. And and so I was, you know, going back and forth, forth between teams, uh, hearing what they had to say. Um, I was actually on the phone. I was FaceTiming the, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, when I got the call from Los Angeles. And I, I, I was letting it ring because I didn't, I didn't know who it was. And, you know, obviously you don't want to ever hang up on a, you know, a head coach. And, uh, but I got a, a text from my agent. He said, uh, hang up now uh, and answer the Rams. And, and so I had to, you know, I had to let the coach go and, and I answered and they're like, Hey, we know you're getting a lot of free agent, you know, calls right now, but, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and take those other teams out of it. And we're going to pick you up with the, the 253rd pick. So, uh, it was just, it was crazy. <laughs> crazy to be sure. No doubt about it. It's interesting though, because there's multiple recruiting phases when it comes to your, your college athletics career. And I know that yours, when you first chose to pursue football instead of basketball, maybe not that heated, but then you started getting recruited a little bit when you were at a junior college and then ended up at Montana State. But compare and contrast, I mean, a little bit different when NFL teams are calling and kind of giving you a recruiting pitch or, or giving you interest, right? Yes, sir, uh, 100%. Because um, like, like you said, you know, wasn't that, you know, heated coming out of high school or anything like that. So um, it was it was wild to just, you know, have – that many people hitting me up trying to get me to come play ball for them and um you know again just dreams coming true and it, you know it was wild to see you know my name on the tv and my family went nuts when they all heard um and it was you know it was just a fantastic moment daniel hardy joining us former montana state bobcat and now current los angeles ram the 235th pick in the nfl draft the last weekend of april he goes in the seventh round to the L.A. Rams. And, Daniel, the fact that now you have been drafted by the reigning Super Bowl champions, has that set in? Not really, honestly, because, you know, just kind of after the draft and everything, you know, just kind of been, you know, working out, staying in shape, making sure I'm ready to go down there. And so, you know, I've kind of just been in, in grind mode and, um, 
you know, life's kind of felt like it's gone back to normal. So, you know, it still doesn't kind of feel real. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see how things, how things feel when I get down there. When it comes to the grind, I mean, obviously, to get to where you've been, you've been working just tirelessly and, and so much effort. But did you change anything in, in the training and the workouts and things like that between the end of your senior year, playing the national championship in Frisco, Texas against North Dakota State, and then your pro day, you know, three, three and a half months later leading up to the draft? Uh, yeah, with I mean, when training, you know, depending on what, uh, what time of year it is, what season it is, the, the training always changes. Uh, the thing, you know, the thing that can't change is just your mindset about it. You got to attack it and, and put everything you have in, into it. And, you know, whether you're working out in a group um, or by yourself, you got to come with the same, you know, same sort of intensity. I, I know that uh, Troy Anderson, who, who was a second round draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons in this most recent draft, a fellow Montana State alum now and uh, actually you guys now make the first time since 1976 that a pair of Bobcats have been drafted but I know Troy talked about how excited he was to just get back to the football playing element of it he's so good at the testing part of it and all that but how do you kind of compare and contrast that within your mind just this sort of the uh, hey I have to perform in these athletic tests for the scouts to give myself an opportunity but this is also maybe a little different than actually what I can do on the football field how, how do you sort of weigh those two things in your mind and and from that perspective you must be glad to be getting back and, and actually playing some football here pretty soon as well oh yes sir absolutely um you know, kind of the, you know, the same way. Like, uh, I don't think uh, I've ever been in a situation where I had to to broad jump on a on a football field. But, um, you know, it was just a, you know, that's a good way to test athleticism and things like that. And you know, they're tests that've been around for a really long time. But, um, you know, game speed is something completely different. And um, when you're in there and you're you're going head to head with these guys who are really good at football, um, that's when you you know you really get to see how, what guys are made of. Montana State Minute here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're tuning in on the new ESPN Montana app. It's a great way to watch this show uh, or stream it or whatever, any sort of way, live or archived. Daniel Hardy joining us, former Montana State defensive end, now current Los Angeles Rams defensive end. Back to the uh, the Troy Anderson point, I know that you have a lot of uh, – pride and admiration and, and played alongside him and, and the work he did and, and the legend he created at Montana State. And I think the people knew that he was going to be uh, a top pick. But still, I mean, for me, as somebody that's covered him since high school, it was such a spectacular moment just watching his name flash on the screen in the second round and just proving to the world, like, this dude really is the realest of real. From your perspective, though, what did you think when when the name flashed and Troy Anderson's number 58 overall pick in the NFL draft? You couldn't be more happy uh, for the guy. You know, a teammate, somebody I look up to, um, you know, and like you said, I really enjoy playing alongside and, and you know, chasing and trying to be on his level. Um, it was great to see him get that recognition. Um, you know, just coming from a a smaller school and, you know, for him to go that, that high in the draft, you know, was just, you know, it was amazing to see he's getting what he deserves. Um, and, you know, I couldn't be more happy for him, and I wish him nothing but success. So interesting, too, to think back to that 2019 season. I was looking at the depth chart the other day. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but Troy Anderson, Daniel Hardy, both at Sam Linebacker, and you guys ended up playing different positions <laughs> your senior year, but a uh, pretty good Sam Linebacker position that 2019 season, two guys that go in the NFL draft. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, it's, it's wild, and I think, I think that – 2019 season for me was um, probably one of the best things that probably could have ever happened to me because, you know, just being 
you know, behind someone like that and being able to learn from him the way, you know, he approached being a starter and then, you know, also competing with him. Um, you know, the two of us going head to head trying to, you know, win a starting battle, you know, obviously he was going to win because he's a freak, but, um, you know, just the competition, I feel like made us both better. Let's tell people a little bit about your story. Cause I know you've joined us before. And of course we've written about you a lot at skyline sports as well, but there could be some new listeners out there that maybe don't know the backstory. So you grew up there in the Portland area and primarily focused on basketball and then sort of, uh, had football come to your life late in the game. So just tell people about kind of about that transition because, you know, as recently as, you know, a handful of years ago, maybe this wasn't even in your your perspective, even in your your uh, your future. But now here you are, head of the NFL. So just take people through kind of your backstory, Daniel. Uh, yeah, like you like you said, I, I grew up, I have uh, five older brothers, and that was what we loved to do. We loved to go play basketball. Uh, from sunup to sundown. Um, and so, you know, that's how I grew up. I grew up watching basketball, loving the NBA. And and that initially, you know, was my dream. That was the, you know, that's where I was trying to get to. Um, and, you know, just fell in love with basketball. And, you know, through the years of playing, you know, basketball at my high school, um, you know, I'd always, you know, heard people, other parents and stuff telling me to, you know, you should, you know, you should come try football and, and it was, you know, I went to a smaller school. So the our assistant basketball coach, uh, Nick Hegwood, Hegwood uh, was the head football coach. And so he had been working on, uh, you know, me and my parents trying to get me to come out for football. And, uh, you know, when I finally put up the, the grades that my parents were happy with, um, they, you know, they went ahead and let me try and play two sports uh, my senior year. And so that was a, a you know, great season for me. Um, really got to, you know, understand the culture of football and really get into that. Um, and it, you know, it was just an amazing thing. And I, I loved it. Uh, I had a, you know, a pretty good year. I was a first team all state receiver, uh, second team all state, uh, outside linebacker and was co-defensive player of the year in our league. And so, you know, that was the first time, you know, I had received any accolades like that. And so, you know, I figured that was the, that was the road that I was, I was going to take. And, you know, I was keeping an open mind and, um, I had Portland state, you know, I had talked to a few coaches over there and, um, they were trying to work to get me a scholarship, but you know, that, that fell through and I was on my own as far as paying for college. So uh, I ended up going to, uh, the Juco down in, uh, weed, California college of the Siskiyous and, and, uh, you know, bet on myself a little bit. Um, and honestly, was just initially working to get a scholarship to, you know, pay for college because that was, you know, the immediate uh, need for me. And and after that first season, I started as a freshman there and I had uh, I'm first team all conference. I had like nine sacks um, as a Sam linebacker and uh, they Montana State found me. And I boy, am I glad that they did. Uh, you know, I love that place. Bozeman's very near and dear to my heart. Um, coach Coach Toflele, he's not with the program anymore, but, um, you know, he came and found me and gave me a chance and gave me a shot. Um, and so, you know, I'm forever grateful to him and, and Coach Choate's organization. Um, and, you know, they gave they gave me a chance to change my life. Daniel Hardy joining us here on the Montana State Minute, former Montana State defensive end, now a Los Angeles Ram. And, Daniel, I was looking at a list of 
guys that went to junior college and then made it to the NFL, and it's a pretty good one. You know, might recognize some names. Aaron Rodgers, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul, Larry <laughs> Allen, some pretty good guys. But what do you think that the, the junior college route and that year that you spent at the College of the Siskiyous, what did that teach you? You know, if I learned nothing else from being down there is that, um, you know, it's the thing that's going to get you success. Um, a lot of times, you know, talent only takes you so far. Um, but, you know, if you have mental toughness and extreme desire, um, you can go anywhere. Um, you know, outworking people uh, will will take you further than any talent will. It's about the, the work ethic and, and your mentality as a player. It's a great lesson uh, for everybody involved. But let's talk about now this upcoming transition. First of all, your development and your acceleration to Montana State, it came to a head this last year with you earning first-team All-American honors, you know, a, a ton of sacks, a ton of tackles for loss, and uh, more importantly, though, 12 victories and a run all the way to the national championship game. So uh, I know that this has sort of been a whirlwind, and it's such an interesting deal because you, you have the game happen in Frisco, and then all of a sudden you got to kind of put it in the rear view and, and readjust and sort of focus on yourself rather than the team for the first time in a long time. But what will you remember about this this great run that the Bobcats had? And, and what was it like from your perspective, just being a part of it, being a part of such a historical season? Uh, I'll never forget that this was, you know, as far as we went, um, I don't think I've ever been uh, with a closer group of guys. Um, we've A lot of the guys on the team, you know, as you know, you know we've all stuck around uh, through through many years, I obviously because I was a transfer, you know, I was a little bit late, and you know, I'm thankful to those guys for accepting me into the group. But a lot of the guys had stuck together for numerous years, and so we had all been through a ton together. Um, you know, with coaching changes, uh, losses in playoffs earlier, in you know, in early seasons, um, you know, building the program from where it was to where it is now, um, and I feel like all of that you know, kind of tightened us together and, and made us a, a really strong group. Um, you know, just guys, you know, I'm proud to call, you know, family, um, just not, not even friends, just guys who are brothers, you know, people we strapped it up and went to war with every weekend, um, guys you can depend on. Um, and I felt like that was the reason we, we went so far is just because we had those types of relationships. Um, you know, guys can push each other to be the best they could be. Um, you know, constant competition within within our our position groups, um, within the, the team. Um, I don't think anybody understands how <laughs> how heated our team periods would be. Um, you know, with just between the defense and offense, everybody's trying to win, um, and everybody's trying to you know make each other better. And it was probably one of the most productive environments I've been a part of. Success breeds success for sure, and uh, it was fun watching you guys after a spring ball practice earlier this spring, kind of getting one last workout in. I think it was just a couple days less than a week before the pro day, and you see all these guys, and you see all these guys with with real deal aspirations, and then the draft rolls around, and a whole bunch of you do get your names called. You and and Troy Anderson both drafted, but also Lewis Kidd heading to New Orleans. Trey Webb gets a shot with the Atlanta Falcons at a rookie minicamp, and and Lance McCutcheon, who, by the way, Lance will join us on Friday here on Nuanas now. He's headed to to L.A. as well. So uh, two-part question. First of all, what do you think of all those guys getting shots in the NFL? Very well-deserved from uh, my perspective. No, I'm right there with you. Um, You know, like I said, playing alongside of those guys, you know, you see their work ethic. You see the amount of work that they put in, um, the amount of sacrifices that they had to make to get to where they are. So, 
Um, honestly, I, you know, I think a couple more guys uh, from our team should have got a shot. Um, and, but, you know, obviously I'm, I'm biased, but uh, you love it. You love to see success for your brothers, and, you know, I, I hope, you know, they don't have anything short of, you know, 15 years in the NFL uh, doing what they love. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing to, you know, kind of almost, you know, we talk about our senior year and, you know, not really getting a chance to, you know, after that last game, you know, not really getting everybody going their separate ways and not getting a chance to, you know, play football with them ever again. And, um, you know, I honestly think we're uniquely blessed that we were we're all headed to kind of the same place and we, we are going to get to see each other again. We are going to get to play each other, play against each other again. And, you know, and, and Troy and Trey and, and me and Lance's situation, we will get to play next to each other again. And so, you know, I think that's a really special thing. And, you know, it really just goes to show how, you know, the, how special uh, things are at Montana state uh, that we were able to produce guys like that, that, um, you know, who didn't necessarily, you know, come in as, you know, five-star athletes, um, guys who had, you know, the most exposure and coverage, you know, in the world. And we got, um, you know, we had, like you said, we had more draft picks than, you know, a lot of other larger D1 schools this year. And so, um, you know, just an amazing team, amazing group of guys and, you know, couldn't, couldn't be happier to have been a part of it. I always think this is kind of a part of the success, though, too, right? If, if you can embrace the underdog mentality, if you can embrace the, the, the that you're not a five-star guy, but that you know that you could be uh, playing at the highest level. I mean, the fact that that was sort of a shared mentality, that actually kind of helped you guys, though, right? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that Coach Choate loved to, loved to say when, when he was there was that, um, you know, we're all blue-collar. It's a, a blue-collar and a, w- with a gold standard. Um, we're guys who, like, you know, who come in, um, you know, underdeveloped, and we have to we have to put that work in to get where we want to go. There isn't, uh, we don't have that luxury of being able to just you know live off of pure talent. A lot of work had to go into that, and I honestly feel like it'll help all of us at the next level because a lot of guys, not a lot, sorry, some guys from bigger schools, they're used to things just kind of happening for them, and and we're used to having to grind and and really bite, scratch, and claw our way to, you know, all the success that we've had. And so I feel like that's really going to help a lot of us at the next level. Daniel Hardy, you're on the Montana State Minute. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The last couple things for you, Daniel. First, the fact that Lance McCutcheon is also going to Los Angeles. Have you got a chance to catch up with him? And what do you think of this, reuniting with your old teammate? Yeah, it's a it's amazing. Uh, I don't I don't know a ton of people who get to say that they're, you know, playing next to their one of their college bros in, in the NFL, but um, just, you know, honestly, really blessed to be in that, that spot. And, yeah, we've connected a, a few times. Um, you know, I was talking to him the other day, uh, sent him a, a Snapchat, and I was just like, bro, like, we're really about to be in the NFL. Like, we're really going to be, like, Los Angeles Rams. We're going to be there at the facilities working out with guys that, you know, we watch and try to emulate on film and just, you know, it was nothing. He was like, yeah, bro, like, it's crazy. Um, we're both excited to get down there and get to work. And, uh, you know, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. What is there going to be your reaction when you first see and talk to Aaron Donald? <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try not to be, uh, too starstruck. Uh, <laughs> right. But like I said, that's, uh, that's just one of the, you know, the dude is a legend and I'm probably hands down going to be in the hall of fame of football. Oh, no question. And yeah. And I'm going to have an opportunity to, to watch 
you know, watch him, watch his process, see the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and hopefully, you know, if he's willing to, you know, mentor me, um, you know, at Montana State, Coach Howe loved to show us uh, tape of Aaron Donald um, and the way that he goes about pass rushing. And we all have put him up on this pedestal and we idolize him and we try to, everything we do, we try to make it look like the way he does it. And so, again, just kind of meeting your, your heroes and it's just going to be amazing. And so, you know, I'm going to hold back a little bit, play it cool, see if he won't take me underneath, under his wing and, and you know, teach me a few things. But yeah, I love it. No better guy to learn from. In my opinion, probably the best interior defensive lineman in the history of the NFL. Very cool for you and uh, everybody involved to be able to play alongside him. But now the work begins. So Daniel Hardy joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. So we'll get you out of here on this, Daniel. You've made it, but now you ha- now you have to go make it again, right? So how do you adjust and, and how do you make this thing happen one more time and, and uh, you know, make sure you make that active roster and, and get to the league? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, the same things that, you know, earn me a starting position at Montana State, I feel like are the same things that are going to earn me a, you know, starting spot in the NFL. Um, just being willing to do the little things. Uh, you know, I can't say that I'm I'm used to that, you know, that lifestyle of being the dude because, you know, I was only out there for a year. So, um, you know, not being afraid to humble yourself and, and learn from somebody else. Um, do the dirty work. I'm you. I mean, as you guys saw this year, I love to play special teams. Um, and that's going to be, you know, my direct line onto the onto the field uh, this first year. And so just being willing to do that and, and uh, attacking it with the same mentality and understanding that, you know, nothing is given and I'm going to have to earn everything is to like that's going to, you know, carry me my way through this, this first season. Well, Daniel, we are incredibly proud of you here already. Keep on working hard. You have great perspective, and uh, you're a great story to show people that you can come from completely unlikely backgrounds and make it all the way to the highest level of a sport. Appreciate you being here, man, and uh, congratulations again. And we'll look so much forward to following you uh, these upcoming months. But uh, thanks so much for taking some time for us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. There you go. One of my favorites ever. Love that kid, man. He's not a kid anymore. He's a man now. Plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Daniel Hardy. The Montana State Minute here on Nuanas Now. The guys at the back, they figured out how to play videos on the app. Go download the ESPN Montana app. It's not an ask anymore. It's not a request. It's a requirement. Go get it. Super sweet. Then you can see all sorts of highlights and stuff while we're having these phone interviews. Technology is just amazing. Great job, Andrew. Great job, Jeff. Great job, Tommy. We got to get out because Tommy's got to show me some other crazy new technology that he's got cooking. Back, though, with the Treasure State's Best presented by the one and only Paul's Pancake Parlor, the best in track and field at the high school level. Who is ripping up the track right now? More on the recent results. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
championship season for the spring is upon us as the Grizz Lacrosse team keeps surging at the national championships and Big Sky Conference crowns will be earned this upcoming weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In Round Rock, Texas, outside of Austin, the University of Montana men's lacrosse team won its second game in as many days, downing Cal State San Marcos 13-9 to advance to the semifinals of the Men's Collegiate Lacrosse Association Division II National Tournament on Tuesday. UM beat Florida Gulf Coast on Monday for their first win in the MCLA tournament since 2007, the last and only time Montana has captured a national championship in lacrosse. The six-seeded Grizzlies have Wednesday off before taking on seventh-seeded Rhode Island. Thursday's action between Montana and Rhode Island begins at 5.15 p.m. and can be streamed on the MCLA website. The Big Sky Conference Softball Championship Tournament begins today in Ogden, Utah, behind senior shortstop Megan McGrath, who became the first Grizz to earn Big Sky Conference Player of the Year honors. The University of Montana takes the number six seed into the field. The Grizz play Portland State in Wednesday's opening game of the double elimination tournament. For up-to-date results, tune in to Nuanez Now at 5 p.m. And finally, the Big Sky Conference Track and Field Outdoor Championships descend upon Pocatello, Idaho this weekend. The multi-events of the women's heptathlon and men's decathlon begin today and Thursday with the full meet getting underway on Friday afternoon. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I was just a young and bouncer on my mama knee. She said there's only one thing to set your soul free. Wasn't no easy street where I come from. There wasn't no sleep until the work was done. It's concert season in Missoula, baby. If you don't know now, you know a little Marcus King for you here on your ESPN radio. Marcus King tonight at the Wilma, 8 p.m. I'll be there, will you? If I see you there, say what's up. Love this kind of music. Love this kind of show. Love me the Wilma. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for kicking with us here on your Wednesday. I am riding a high right now. Not only did I get a little nacho birthday party, but this three amigos of nerds in the back, they're just knocking down walls and building up the goodness. We got all sorts of great stuff coming down the pipe. All you need to know is that the ESPN Montana app is what you need in your life. You're already hooked on ESPN Radio. You're already hooked on SWX Montana Television. Download that ESPN Montana app. Your mobile devices, cell phones, tablets, laptops. Get the ESPN Montana app. All sorts of sweet stuff coming at you. We just played a little highlight video of Daniel Hardy while he was on the show. But much, much more coming. We take this show on the road a lot. A lot of times that means for our TV slash ESPN Montana app slash YouTube audience... You're looking at an empty studio, and you're just listening to the dulcet tones. Well, the main man, Tommy Evans, he's got some stuff all the way hooked up, and uh, we might be able to go not only live remotely via the audio, but via the video soon as well. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for many of the upcoming stops of this traveling radio show. But in the meantime, just do it. Go download the ESPN Montana app. It's a phenomenal way to keep track of and stream and listen to this show, both live and archived at all times. Quick little news update for you. The Montana softball team posted a 5-4 to four victory over Portland State, a great win by the Grizzlies. 
They because Portland State is always one of the most, da- or at least the last couple of years, been one of the most dangerous tournament teams at the Big Sky Conference tournament because Olivia Gray is perhaps the ace in the league. She was on the bump for the Vikings today, but the uh, Grizz got to her early, scored two runs in the first, and Montana stays alive in the undefeated part of the bracket. A 5-4 win over the third seed of Vikings, the number six Grizz. We'll play again, uh, I believe, later today. We'll get you some more updates on that here shortly. Big Sky Conference Track and Field Championships uh, also underway. Um... Or I guess will be underway here in just of a little while. The men's decathlon and the women's have decathlon also will start today. But let's talk some high school track. This is our Treasure State's Best. It is presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor of Missoula. Paul's Pancake Parlor, an institution of the Garden City. They're located down there uh, in Tremper's Shopping Center right next to the Book Exchange. Here's a glorious morning for you. Go have yourself a little late breakfast at Paul's, get yourself some Joe, maybe chicken fried steak, maybe a little pancakes, the blueberry pancakes, the chocolate chip pancakes, boo, both, mm, chef's kiss. And they go right there to the book exchange and check out some of the awesome, both new and used books. One of the great little corners of Missoula right there, the Trevor Shopping Center. Proud to have Paul's Pancake Parlor, the presenting sponsor of Treasure State's Best, where we give you some commentary on some of the best of the best when it comes to high school, state track and field. One young lady that we have been talking about a lot recently and well-deserved for sure is Jaden Wolf. She's a sprinter from Billings West. She's headed to Montana State on a track scholarship. The all-class record in the girls' 100 meters, 12.19 seconds. Last week at the uh, Midland Roundtable top 10 meet in Billings. So there's the Russ Pilcher top 10 meet in Missoula. And... The Midland Roundtable Top 10 Meet in Billings. And uh, so it's the, it's the top 10 marks in the West Side of the State, top 10 marks in the East Side of the State. Invitational track meets. One of the coolest parts about track. Well, last week at the Midland Roundtable Top 10, Jaden Wolf of Billings West ran 12.06 seconds. You can only set all-class records at state meets in Montana. That's sort of controversial, but whatever. But... 12.06, that's blazing. I, be, I, can't, I can't say with certainty it's the fastest time ever run on Montana soil by a high school girl, but I can say it's definitely one of the top five times ever. 12.06 seconds, blazing fast. Jaden Wolf, uh, very impressive. That's the mark of the week for our Treasure State's best here uh, on Nuanas Now. Some of the other uh, eye-opening marks, we've been talking about the boys' 100 meters lately. Thomas Carter has r- retained his spot as the top 100-meter runner in the state so far from Helena Capital. His top time, 10.83 seconds. But how about this? Reed Harris, one of the highest recruited football players in the state, a junior at Great Falls High. This guy's 6'5", 215, by the way. He ran 10.94 the other day. He's 6'5", 215. That's ridiculous. Uh, Sub-11 seconds is unbelievable. Also, Malachi Simpson, who was once upon a time committed to North Dakota State, who is now going to Montana State, a senior, out of Billings senior, he also broke 11 seconds for the first time last week. He ran 10.96 seconds, so very impressive by him. Uh, another guy worth highlighting who's been really good in a variety of uh, events is Ridger Palma from Missoula Loyola. He has thrown down some really competitive times in a variety of races. 
Uh, but right now he's got the, cl- the Class B's top time in the 100 meters at 11.19 seconds, the 200 meters at 22.55 seconds, which, by the way, is also the sixth fastest 200-meter time in the state period. And Richard Palmer has the highest, or excuse me, the best time in the 400 meters at 49.73 seconds, not just in Class B, but in the entire state of Montana. So a Class B kid, the only kid that's gone under 50 seconds in the 400 meters, uh, very impressive by the Missoula Oyola prospect. Another guy that I've been keeping my eye on who's blowing the doors off this track season is Trayton Anderson out of Dillon. No relation to Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson is S-E-N. Trayton Anderson, S-O-N. But Trayton Anderson at the uh, top 10 meet, he ran the top times in the state in the 200 meters at 22.04 seconds, which is smoking fast. And he also has the second best 400 meter time in the state at 50.14 seconds. And he's also the top short and long hurdler in the state as well. This kid's headed to BYU on a track scholarship and it is well-deserved. 14.36 seconds is the top time in the 110 hurdles. For reference, 14.14 is the all-class state record. So he's only two-tenths of a second away from that. And uh, Trayton Anderson, also one of only a couple guys to go sub-40 in the 300-meter hurdles. His top time so far this year, the Dillon, the, uh, Dillon Senior, 39.35 seconds. Another guy, last guy we'll highlight on the boys' side, is Drew Clough. He's headed to the University of Montana to play football, but if that doesn't work out, he could definitely run track at the D1 level as well. Uh, He has been outstanding uh, so far this track season with the state meet fast approaching. He broke 15 seconds in the 110 hurdles for the first time this season, running 14.99, which is the third fastest time in the state. By the way, his teammate, Zach Cruz, also Missoula Sentinel, has the second fastest 110 hurdles time at 14.84. But Clough also is a top three time in the 300-meter hurdles as well at 40.23 seconds. Uh, so impressive uh, for him so far uh, this spring. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. This is our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor, highlighting some of the best marks in track and field from across the entire Treasure State. A couple more quick hitters to get to from the boys' side before we get into the girls' side. Cameron Brovsvin from Plentywood, the top javelin throw in the state last week at 197 feet and 6 inches. Very impressive uh, for a Class C kid to be the number one javelin thrower in the state. Rhett Reynolds, future Montana Grizz basketball player, he stands six foot nine. He also high jumps six foot nine. He hit six nine last weekend, so that's pretty incredible to be a six foot nine kid who can high jump six nine. I'm not sure I've ever actually seen any of anything like that. I'd love to know sort of the the proportional element. Like, how high is the highest high jump for as tall as you are? You know what I'm saying? Like, how high is the highest high jump by a seven footer, for example? I actually would be willing to bet that six foot nine for a six foot nine person is one of the top high jumps <laughs> ever in terms of that uh, linear proportion. Um, maybe we'll do a little research because that'd be interesting. The other really impressive mark that caught my eye. From uh, this last week, Alex Briscoe from Helena Capital, the first 15-foot pole vault in the state. So uh, very impressive by him. A couple of the other top marks on the girls' side. We've talked about her before, but Odessa Zentz, who's heading the University of Utah on a track scholarship from Helena High. She currently has the top all-class time in the 200 meters, 25.5 seconds. The top all-class time in the 400 meters, 57 seconds flat. 
and the top and the second fastest, excuse me, all class time in the 800 meters at two minutes 17.82 seconds. So Odessa Zents continues uh, her phenomenal senior year, and it's easy to see why she is a Pac-12 hopeful. A couple of the distance runners from around the state have also been tremendous. Kenzie May and Ken- and Haley Burns. Kenzie May, the Montana Cross Country Gatorade Runner of the Year from Missoula Hellgate, and Haley Burns, an outstanding runner from Bozeman. They've been jockeying back and forth for the top times in the two longest distance races that Montana has to offer. May holds the top time in each. She ran five minutes and 1.45 seconds in the 1,600 meters, and she also ran 10 minutes, 33.36 seconds in the 3,200 meters. Burns not far behind. 505.33 in the mile is her best time, and 1043.38 her uh, best time in the 3,200. So those both very impressive. And uh, the last young lady worth noting, they got a great hurdles program going on over there at Missoula Sentinel. And Brooke Stainer, one of the best athletes in the state of Montana, she continues to set the pace when it comes to those events. Stainer ran the fastest all-class time in the 110 hurdles at 14.64 seconds at the top 10 meet two weeks ago. She also ran the top 300-meter hurdles time in the state, 45.35 seconds. So the future University of Montana multi-athlete, Brooke Stainer of Missoula Sentinel, continues to impress and uh, probably the most the two most notable field marks of the year so far or or i guess of the recent uh, last couple weeks are dija fike of laurel she threw the javelin 143 feet 11 inches that's about 12 feet short of the all-class record but anything over 140 is a beast of a throw in high school girls track and field so that's an impressive mark for sure And then Libby Hansen of Helena Capital, she goes 12 foot three in the pole vault. The all-class record, 13 feet for uh, girls pole vault. But Libby Hansen from Helena Capital goes 12 three. So very impressive. There you go. That's your Treasure State's best, some of the best track and field marks in the state of Montana. Love doing that. Love highlighting all the great athletes. I love track. If you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know what to tell you. But we love talking track and field around here, which we will do at the top of the hour again. But from the college perspective, right now, got to take a break. Jeff Safford will join me in studio here on Nuanas Now, talking a little Grizz Lacrosse. And also, though, we got wings. So stay tuned. Just about three minutes away, we got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I just can't wait till I get on. 
What the hell is taking so long? I wish I had a girl by my side. I wish I had a brand new ride. I wish I had a light. I wish I had a private flight. I wish upon a star sometime. I wish I had a right. I wish I had the finer things. I wish it wasn't so cobain. I wish I had you. And I wish I wasn't stuck on Central. One of the great testaments I can give to my brother is acumen as a father is that he has a, a soon-to-be six-year-old, but a five five and change, and uh, a two a two and something year old, and they both have such great taste in music already. This song right here, this is brought to you by my main man Leo, my two-year-old nephew. This is the one that makes him bob his head the most. He loves this thing right here. Welcome back. Duana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks to Brooks for the uh, the song suggestion for today. If you're watching on uh, SWX Montana Television or the ESPN Montana app, you see I got a shirt change. This is the most I've ever been duped by a uh, social media ad. If you're li- just listening on the radio, I am wearing a shirt with a giant chicken wing on it that says Tommy Want Wingy. This is uh, famously and infamously... First from the great movie Tommy Boy, the Chris Farley, David Spade classic of the late 1990s. But this was also one of our uh, little sound effects for the uh, Desperado Wing It Wednesday for quite some time. We don't do the, the sound effect as much anymore, but maybe we'll bring it back. But I saw this shirt just on an Instagram ad, and I was like, man, first of all, I love Tommy. Second of all, I always want wingy. And so here we are. I got myself a little Tommy Want Wingy shirt. So I decided, when else am I ever going to wear this silly shirt? (laughs) Except for right here on the TV. So this is a groundbreaking moment here at ESPN Radio. This is the first time yours truly has ever worn a T-shirt on on the television. Usually try to keep it at least a little, you know, business cash with the ESPN polo or whatever. But uh, we got Tommy Want Wingy shirts on. Because we got a dozen wings at Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Despo, our longest and most loyal supporter here at ESPN Radio. They've been with us since the very beginning, 10-plus years ago. Best wings in the city of Missoula. Best wings you're going to find anywhere, quite honestly. Located there right across the street from the fairgrounds on Russell Street. You want a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888 888- one zero two nine, caller number three. We got a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Time for a little Grizz Lacrosse update. Our main guy Jeff Safford wears a lot of hats around here. Helps spearhead the uh, ESPN Montana app. Which, by the way, I'm going to keep hammering at home. It's no longer a request. It's a requirement. People get the ESPN Montana app in your life. He's done a lot of great work on that. A lot of great work with the Missoula Paddleheads. And most recently, he's been doing the ins and outs of Grizz Lacrosse because he has become the new voice of Grizz Lacrosse. Not on the road right now with the Grizz at Nationals because those rights, those broadcasting rights owned by the MCLA, but he's been following along, so he's got some updates for you. First of all, thanks for being here, man, and how's it been going? Uh, lacrosse is a, it's a fun, cool sport, but there's a lot of nuances to learn, so that's probably been a, a fun and interesting challenge for you from a play-by-play perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I had never called play-by-play for lacrosse in my career previous to this. I did have a little bit of knowledge of the game in general because my, um, actually, my roommate in college at the University of Oregon played lacrosse at this same level, Mm. at the Mm -hmm. MCLA level, the Division I level, with 
the Oregon Ducks. So it was kind of cool to see Oregon a couple of weeks ago at the PNC ILL tournament. The Ducks came out, you know, had to show off a little video for the boys back in back in the Bay Area. But uh, but learning the game, it's been very rewarding for me. And and the one thing that's so unique about the game of lacrosse has nothing to do with anything on the field but just the family atmosphere of it all. I mean, I know that kind of may sound cliche when it comes to sports, but in lacrosse, it really is different. Like these families and players and everyone, when Grizz go on the road to these crazy remote locations like North Dakota or traveling 12-plus hours to Denver on a bus, there's always a contingent of Grizz people there, and there's barbecues and drinks to be had by all, and everybody just loving on one another. It's just such a positive environment to be a part of. So when you support Grizzlax, you're supporting a very cool thing, in my opinion. Absolutely, and uh, Grizzlax has been uh, something near and dear to our hearts around here uh, because of my friendship and, and colleagueship, I guess you should say, with Tucker Sargent. And uh, we are the official affiliates, both radio and now with the ESPN Montana app of Grizzly Cross. And don't look now. But Grizzly Cross on among their best runs in program history. I actually got to know about Grizzly Cross and I got to know Tucker Sargent because one of the first stories I ever wrote for the student newspaper at the University of Montana, the Montana Kaiman, back in 2007, was on the Grizzly Cross team when they were pushing toward their first ever national championship. Well, they won it that year. They've been back to nationals since then, but they have never won games at the national tournament. Well, now, not once but twice. 9 to 8 over Florida Gulf Coast on Monday, 13 to 9 over Cal State San Marcos yesterday. Grizzly Cross has a day off, but they're into the final four of the MCLA Division II National Tournament in Round Rock, Texas. How'd they get here? Well, it's it's really and Tucker Sargent has touched on this with me and with you as well on interviews. It was kind of a at the midway point of the season, they faced the College of Idaho and really just were humbled by the Yotes at that point in the season. At that time, Montana was ranked number five in the country, and the Yotes were, I believe, number seven at the time those two teams played. And the Yotes made a statement. And from that point on, it was such an embarrassing loss, and Tucker talked about how it was just a game that they did not play their best. From that point on, the team has just kind of been on a roll, and they've just had this mentality of no one's going to stop us, and... I think a big part of it, too, is the senior leadership. These players that have been with the program for so long, partially because of COVID, you look at two of their senior captains, Luke Johnson, the FOGO um, face-off specialist, and then Trent Tubbs, yep. first-team all-conference midfielder, was one of their leading goal scorers this year. They've been with the program for six years, so they've put so much into this program and I think that they just wanted to will this team into a run. And you've seen it. I can't imagine there's any teams in the country that have a winning streak going like they do right now with the Grizz having won eight of each of their last eight games going back to right. the regular season. And, and it's just been everything. I mean, the defensive side has really come, come across. I mean, all three of their starting defensemen were all conference players. They're goalie first team all-conference player and the offense as well just how they're able to share the ball they have so much continuity with their starting guys they have three players with over 30 goals on the season a lot of assists as well it's just 
tough to pinpoint one area where they're not playing well. It's very cool because there is a, a fair amount of a burgeoning interest for lacrosse in Montana, and there is a fair amount of local guys, statewide guys, Montana guys on the team. But this is a very hard place to build up a lacrosse program just because the sport is sort of new to the lexicon of Montanans. And there is, like, high school club lacrosse teams, but they're still not sanctioned lacrosse in Montana. So this is a great story, uh, a great build, and uh, uh, it's a, it's just, it's been really fun to follow. So congratulations to Tucker Sargent and the Grizzly Lacrosse team. We'll keep you apprised tomorrow, 5.15 p.m., Mountain Standard Time. They take on Rhode Island. Jeff Safford, voice of Grizzly Lacrosse, join us. We'll get you out of here on this. How uh, How's the matchup tomorrow? Because on one hand, it seems like, the opponents become even more impossible to even compete with as the tournament goes on. But on the other hand, hell, you're already in the Final Four, <laughs> so you're one of the best four teams in the country, too. So uh, it seems like anybody's game at this point, right? Absolutely. And like touched on it, the Grizz have, are playing their best lacrosse right now, and they have all the momentum going. And touched on it also, but, uh, but just how they're able to play, and so many people can contribute to their success. They're not a defensive team. They're not an offensive team. They're a team that plays both extremely well and can play numerous different styles. And you saw it last night in the second quarter. They've got hot with some goal scoring. They went on a 5-0 run with using quick transition offense. But in the second half, when they had the lead and they wanted to run the clock out, they could do that as well. Like in that fourth quarter where they outscored San Marcos 2 to nothing to kind of put the brakes on a comeback attempt from the Cougars after they cut the game to a two-goal game going into the fourth quarter. Wing Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. A little Grizzly Cross update for you. Congratulations to our winner. It sounds like Andrew found the bit that goes with my shirt. So we'll take you into hour number two with that. Hour number two coming at you. Grizz and Big Sky Conference softball. Big Sky Conference outdoor track and field. The Garden City shootout. And maybe even some NBA playoffs. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.